Hey guys, it's end of week 12 and it's another victory Monday for the voice. <laughs> another victory Monday for the city of New York. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, two in a row. Two in a row. Oh, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Hey, oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. We're still going to talk about the Eagles. We're still going to talk about the Broncos. I was getting selfish. A lot of money to be made this weekend. A lot of two touchdown scores. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the All Day Every Day Show with we all the AJ. We have a parlay winner to my left as well. Yeah, we did have a little plus 584 cash Come yesterday. Come on. Got to get, get into some other parlays. Uh, Broncos sold on that one. Uh, if you're watching this episode of Week 12 on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button. And our Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, we do appreciate the hell out of you. Um, you know, give us those ratings. They do help us a long, long way. Kill Kenny is here. It's another Monday. What's up, Kenny? Thanks for all the love and support this Thanksgiving Day weekend. Uh, just appreciate the hell out of you, man. How, what's going on? How you doing? What's up, man? You guys, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. It was, uh, it was, it was a great weekend in the in the McGainers household, man. Feeling very blessed, very, very thankful. Uh, it's just, it's, it's the best time of the year. A lot of time with the family, and you got football just on full throttle, getting getting injected straight to the jugular. It's it's the best time to be a sports fan. Every uh, every almost every day with that Black Friday game too, which was just an absolute sleeper. If like we, if I don't say so myself, I mean another uh, another. I guess that was a you call that? Do you call that prime time? Because that was technically. I don't know if you can call over. it prime. Friday Friday at three o'clock. I don't know if that can. I don't know if that counts as prime time. <laughs> First one on uh first one in history on uh on Black Friday. But let's get things cooking here. Week twelve has concluded. We do have our Monday night game uh tonight, Bears and Vikings. But we will start things off. One of the teams that Kenny wants to talk about, uh as always, the uh the Philadelphia Eagles uh in this in this little sitting in this room here on this show. Manny Ruffin and Kenny McAndrews here are big Eagles fans, and the Eagles get a huge overtime win, 37-34, over the Buffalo Bills in a game where the Buffalo Bills needed to have uh, with the with the win that the Dolphins had against the, the Jets at MetLife. But this one was huge. We get another statistic for Josh Allen, 0-6, including playoffs, in overtime. He had that one throw that would have just ended the game. I think that was Gabe Davis, yep. if I'm not mistaken yeah. there, was the was the play to, to, to get, and he just missed him. He had him wide open, wide in the in the end zone, and just missed that play. What do you got here on this one, Kenny? Uh, I'm surprised we did not see Jalen Hurts, another Jalen Hurts ticket uh, <laughs> for you, um, but another two rushing touchdowns. That's now 29 rushing touchdowns in the last 29 games. That's insane. Four total in these back-to-back games. Just an unbelievable performance. MVP performance that Dan Orlovsky said today, this morning on ESPN. What do you got on this big one for the bid for the birds kenny so i think it's i got, I got three things here and it's just in, in no particular order jake elliott sean mcdermott jalen hurts they're like the three i would say the three topics that i i want to i want to get into here so i'll start with i'll start with jake elliott just because i've been on the jake elliott is the best kicker in the nfl train for for a good while now and i thought it was very fitting that after jake elliott hits the kick he hits last night we get to see tucker miss a bad one ended up not mattering the, the ravens one anyway but i think jake jake elliott at least for now has overtaken justin tucker as currently the best kicker in the nfl if you have a, if you have the game on the line and you need a clutch kick i don't know how you're going to anybody else but jake right now eight for eight in game tying or go ahead or game tying or go ahead kicks in the last two minutes or overtime in his career that's absurd his second career 61 yarder uh hit this year and then to hit that 59 yarder in those conditions last night man it is just the dude has ice in his veins he is one of the most i think just underrated like players in the national football league and i think if people were sleeping on him after last night they are certainly not so shout out to jake elliott and thank you thank you sean mcdermott for putting on a coaching malpractice masterclass last night i mean i just i was sitting there stunned man so going back to, to the elliott kick we're rushing out onto the field to kick a 59 yarder in subpar conditions at best the fact that he burned that timeout to what to ice jake elliott like thank you thank you very much thank you kindly you gave us a little more time to set up and you took one more you took a timeout uh, out of your arsenal and then you took the ball out of josh allen's hands like the last the last two minute sequence from sean mcdermott i i think will be the nail in the coffin to probably what gets him fired at the end of this season to not let josh allen take a shot yeah with a t- with a t- tie ball game, twenty five. There's you're on your own twenty five. You got twenty seconds left. You have a timeout. You should have had two timeouts if you didn't ice Jake Elliott. And I think any team, like no team more than the Bills, 
could believe that it's possible to drive down the field in that short of time. Patrick Mahomes did it to them with 13 seconds left in the divisional round of the 2021 playoffs. And I know that game, that game essentially has like broken Josh Allen's brain. I don't know how you take the ball out of his hands and don't give him a similar shot against us last night. Uh, It just, it's, Again, as an Eagles fan, I sat on the couch just just dumbfounded. I couldn't believe he used the timeout, and then I couldn't believe they needed out at the end. And then we've got the classic Sean McDermott soft zone coverage to just let Jalen Hurts pick him apart in overtime. And then the MVP, Jalen Hurts, stuffed it down their throat, walk-off rushing touchdown. I love this team. I love this guy. I love this city. Yeah, I mean, what a fucking win. I mean, listen, a couple of things. Jalen Hurts is actually the best quarterback of all time when trailing. It's actually insane, statistically at least. I mean, I, I don't have the exact statistics, but it's actually ridiculous. I, It's crazy how I'm saying right now I, there's no other quarterback I'd want when trailing besides Jalen Hurts. I don't think I would have said that a couple years ago, but it's a reality at this point. This is another crazy, gritty win for the Birds. And something that I'm going to get to a little bit of a concerning point for me. I've been talking about Brian Johnson since week one. One thing I did say to you about Brian Johnson was like, it seems like he just comes in the week with, like, a specific game plan. Like, this guy needs to get involved this week, or we're playing this specific way this week. Instead of trying to, like, find an identity. Because there's been weeks where it was Swift, there's weeks where it was AJ, there's weeks where it was Smitty, and it looked like he was just trying to feature those specific guys. First half, I mean, the offense just looked anemic. Like, some of those instances, the Bills were stacking eight in the box, and we were checking out our runs, and we had to go into pass situations. Jack Driscoll was playing right tackle versus Leonard Floyd. It's a tough matchup. But, I mean, the screen on third and 14, I can't really be mad at people for being mad at. Um, and a lot, a lot of the play calls in that first half were horrible. One thing I will say, though, in the second half, he did adjust to that McDermott zone. They call a lot of good play calls. And a couple of those long drives, when you started leaning on Swift more, you can see, like, oh, my God, Brian, it's this fucking easy. Like, I understand you might want to run it back by committee. It has worked for us before. Boston and Kenneth Gainwell aren't bad. But we got to open our eyes and see what Swift is giving us and balance this offense out. I think one thing that concerns me going to the playoffs is, like, I feel like we might be coming into it, but I just want more of an identity with his play calling, like, I'm not saying I want to be able to sit on my couch and like predict what he's going to be able to call, but it just seems like some weeks he just lacks identity and he's trying to find what he wants to call and he doesn't really. Yeah, know. It, it feels like you're you're kind of figuring out as you go. We yeah. saw the same thing like the first. It was the same same in the first half against the Chiefs last week. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there was there was there was a stretch in that game in the first half where I think he called six screen passes in a row and like five of them went five of them went nowhere. And I just he 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 falls in, he falls in love with with that script and it's just again. It, sometimes it's just it's as simple as hey man give DeAndre Swift the ball. I mean I feel like he like he was non-existent, and then the first time I saw him touch the ball it was like that forty-five yard carry yep. he, he had. Uh, so I, I hear you. I think if there's one you know one frustration that has sort of bled from the last couple of games, it, it's been Brian Johnson. But like hey man, I guess when you're ten and one, how much can you can you actually complain? And you score four and, touchdowns in your six drives in the second half. You know what I mean? And I just like I I, the, I think the theme of today you're gonna have a lot of non-Eagles fans, or dare I say the haters, they're going to continue to point at, oh, well, the, the, t- the team's getting lucky. You know, Gabe da- oh, better <laughs> ball to Gabe Davis or MVS doesn't drop that pass. Yeah, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's hard to win in the National Football League. We're 10-1, we're and one, and we just went through the the, the, the worst, the, probably the toughest stretch of a schedule that any team is going to have this year. And like people keep editing like, like when it starts. Like it was supposed to start like seven weeks ago. Then they're like, oh, well, those teams weren't that good. It starts now versus Chiefs. Like we, we've answered the gauntlet. There's nothing you really could say about that. If you, if you need any proof that this team is still somehow getting disrespected, we're home dogs to San Francisco. We were just talking, we were about, just that talking about that. Like, <laughs> Bro, how is on. that? How is that? How is that humanly possible? If you just and and I'm not saying like you know we have to really dive into like what happened in the NFC Championship game last year, but at the same time, you kind of need to just do a, a a small graze over the fact of that absolute killing and murder of San Francisco last year, and not say. The Eagles are back at home. And I was saying to Manny before we got going, is like, like you can say as much as you want that the the media did not cover that Chiefs-Eagles game in our head like a Super Bowl rematch. But it was a Super Bowl rematch. How is this game not being covered the same way as an NFC championship rematch in the same building? In the same building. And we're only just four weeks away, though. It's That's the only if, difference. I'm- if if you're if you're the San Francisco 49ers, I think you're you're livid looking at this line because you're all, like all this Eagles team is what a little more motivation like a chick. What they're 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 ten and they're ten and one. The ball's in their court. Oh, and we're underdogs and we have a chip on their shoulder. This is the team that wore dog masks on on their on their run to the Super Bowl. They thrive on being underdogs. Uh-huh. Now the problem is when you're ten and one and you're the best team in the NFL, you can't really ride the underdog yeah. mentality when you're the best team in the league. And yet. 
you've come into this game and realized that actually Vegas doesn't believe you're good enough. They think you're going to lose at home to the team that you slaughtered in the NFC Championship last year. Give this team even more motivation. God bless you. I will be hammering these. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I, like, I was looking today. It was like plus 144. And I like Pete, there's going to be the haters like you're talking about that are going to say, oh, it's a trap line. That's a trap line. 49ers got Chase Young. Like, yes, need Lane Johnson to get back for that game for sure. But we've now seen back-to-back weeks game-winning drives against two really, really heavy favorites. Obviously, we saw the Chiefs, and yes, record now for the Bills is a little bit different, but they were also Super Bowl favorites going into this year. Like, let's not forget about that. Let's also not forget about the, the Eagles in these last three games. Dallas, Kansas City, and Buffalo. These are three straight weeks, back-to-back-to-back weeks, where they have given these teams multiple chances to win the game. And when the Eagles get the ball last... That's just a recipe for disaster for the opposing team because they still find a way to win. So I don't know how you can see. I know the, the Chiefs scored 31 unanswered. It was 31-3 after that 14 nothing uh, start for the Raiders yesterday. But I still don't think you can put the Chiefs above them and not say all the haters are going to say, well, the Chiefs are the better team. Don't even, like, don't even look at last week's win. I don't really give a fuck about that. Like, yes, they beat them. But, like, really? We're now looking at three weeks where the Eagles could have lost three straight games and they found a way with injured players. You could arguably say that Jalen Hurts is not 100% and this team is still winning games and is now 10-1. and one. And you're saying that was the, the heart of the of the schedule, the gauntlet, the hardest schedule the rest of the way besides them and the Bills. I just, I, I don't really understand how we're not sitting here talking about, like talking more about what the Eagles have done with this schedule this year. And I, look, it's just, it's a team that is able to, you know, to, to handle adversity when they need to. I feel like everyone wants to wants to highlight the mistakes that the other team made oh, yeah. as an excuse as to why the Eagles won. Look, no disrespect to Jason Kelsey. He's the single, he's maybe the best center of all time, first ballot Hall of Famer and like my favorite athlete on earth. Like our our Hall of Fame center false started on back-to-back plays to force our kicker to hit a 59-yarder in a rainstorm. Like that's a self-inflicted wound and we got past it. Jake's the goat, made the kick. And it just, I feel like you're not going to hear anything about that. All you're going to hear is, again, what what didn't the other teams do? Like, I'm tired of hearing that, dude. The Eagles won the game. They're 10-1. and one. Yeah, and you got, like, if you look at it, too, I remember your tweet. You quoted that. I think that was from, like, mid to late September. Um, it might, would that, was that a year ago? Like, I, or was that? No, like- it was. So I, I, I want to dig back because I know I had a similar take last year, but I think the one from this year, I think I just, I probably tweeted it right after he hit the, uh, the 61 yarder against, uh, against Minnesota, I think to, to end the first half. I mean, yeah. I just, you know, obviously I was hype as shit when that happened, but dude, like eight, eight for eight in game time or go ahead kicks in the last two minutes or overtime. Like you can't make that stat up. And then again, even like, I feel like Elliot doesn't get enough credit for the 46 yarder he hit in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, so that stretched the, that, that stretched the league, the lead to eight. I think it, it it unclenched the butts of a lot of Eagles fans because it's just, okay, like worst case scenario, if Tom Brady does Tom Brady, he can't beat us here. And again, I just, I'm glad he got to hit that in prime time in the game that everybody was watching and what's probably the best game of the year thus far. Like put some respect on Jake Elliott's name. He's the best kicker in the NFL. And I also want to uh, take note here just before we move on here, another just wild stat from both of these quarterbacks yesterday, Jalen Hurts from ESPN, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen both had multiple passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns yesterday. This is the first game in NFL history where opposing players have done that. Another crazy stat too. And we were talking about just a little bit about Josh Allen and some of those reads that he made that were obviously not designed quarterback runs. He was able to roll out of the pocket and find third down 13s and make them first downs. And I was like, that's like something Jalen Hurts has like made his quarterback mobility name from is making play, making, making plays from nothing and being able to get first downs or make a fourth and two so we can do the touch push when it was third and 15. So that like very like there's some even though the Bills found a way to lose this game, like there's some there's some things to be proud about with Josh Allen. Like, it wasn't that bad no. of a turnover game watching, for him. Watching your defense continually fall for Josh Allen pump fakes is so frustrating because <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him not pump fake it. But I can't be mad. Like, the, I'm just like, yo, he doesn't do anything but pump fake. Just hit the fucker. But, like, I got to give my credit to Josh Allen. I did not like the comparison to him and Ben Roethlisberger. We talked about it. Yeah. I see more Cam Newton. I get it, though. But, I mean, Josh did hoop, though. I got to give my credit to Josh. Yeah, Josh Allen did not lose in this game. I mean, he, no. he played incredible. Like, look, the Bills have had – a very disappointing year and a lot of that is on josh allen i mean they lost to the patriots i mean that just that 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 can't happen he did not lose them this game i, I want to i would love to read a little more on just the, the, the gabe davis play like obviously it's an op he can he can go left or right and they were on the same page so i just 
I don't, I'm not smart enough to know whose fault, whose fault that is. Like, is that on, is that like, it's just a miscommunication, but I mean, if, if like, that was a walk-in touchdown. It's funny too. Like Nance like creamed in his pants the second the ball left his hands, like from, from the broadcast angle, you can't tell that the ball is going to be six yards inside to the end zone. So when the ball's in the air and you hear Nance's initial reaction, like I thought the game was over and then the ball is nowhere near where Gabe Davis is. So I'm curious whose fault that was, but Look, Josh Allen was balling, but unfortunately wasn't enough. Ten and one, go birds, Philly or die. I one also last thought, had... my bad. Do you think the Bills season is a lot different if they've had Joe Brady as the OC from the rip? Because he actually looked like he ran the offense so much better than I thought. I mean, James Cook was getting featured early. We were seeing more design stuff for Josh Allen. Like, what do you think? How do you think their season's really different if it was Joe Brady the whole time, or do you think they're still kind of in the same same position? I, 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 I think at the end of the day, man, it's still like the overarching DNA of of, of McDermott. Like, because it, it, like it wasn't a play. It, they, they didn't lose this because of play calling. They lost this mm-hmm. because of overall de- just poor decision making. And, and again, I think you can just go back to the the, the final sequence to to end to end the fourth quarter, to not give Josh a chance there. And maybe you reconsider that if you have two timeouts, which you should have had if you didn't ice Jake Elliott rushing onto the field. So I just, I think it all, at the end of the day, it comes back to Sean McDermott. He's a, he's a good coach. He's going to, he's going to be in this league for a, for a long time. He's not going to be like shamed for what happened with the bills here, but it's just, this has clearly run its course. And I just, I I think if you're Josh Allen, I don't know how you can have faith in a head coach that doesn't have faith in you clearly and didn't give you a chance at the end of that game. I also have to just touch on like real quick on, on that last play call too with, with Gabe Davis. I think we've seen now in at least back-to-back weeks, especially in that Denver loss as well, when they were at home, why are we not going to Stefan Diggs in the most key situations possible? Why are we not going to go to our best receiver on the team in the most crucial moments of the game? That ball should never be going, and that's, this is no disrespect by any means to Gabe Davis at all. Young receiver, like that's going to be your guy for a long time. Understandable. But in that play, that ball has to be thrown to Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis should not be the only one running towards the end zone in that play. It, like, I don't, it, it, Diggs was on the sideline for a lot of third downs. A lot of too. Again, I, I, again, I, I can't imagine that's entirely by design. He's got to be dealing with something. But even just – like, you'll see this a lot, too. Like, if even if he's not, like, 100%, you have him out there as, as the decoy to at least – to at least, right. you know, be, at least pull some safety help over and, you know, let him run around and at least – him not being out there. It, it, if you're a defense, you're, you're salivating that he's not on the field because that's one less playmaker you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just – it's so that's where we just goes back to the initial point from this entire conversation of – Sean McDermott not and not, not practicing, <laughs> not being faithful in uh, in your quarterback and your team down the stretch. But again, like you said, huge win for the Eagles, and we will cannot wait to touch on this NFC Championship rematch. And yes, it fucking is, Possibly and they better talk well. about it like that. And yeah, we're hammering the Eagles at plus one forty four. I bet you that goes up that's too. Insane. I bet you that that goes up. It's one and a half on the spread. That's ridiculous. One and a half. I think that, that'll that'll be a that'll be a pick in a couple of days. There's no way that line stays there. I'd be I'd be very very surprised if the Eagles were still getting points come Sunday. Yeah, there's just no way. That's why we got to rip that shit now. All right, moving over to MetLife and a team speak. We touched on a page just a little bit ago because this. this team beat the Buffalo Bills along with the Philadelphia what Eagles, do we have here, but they Alex? do not beat Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. Who? Tommy DeVito <laughs> and the family there. It's like straight out of the Sopranos, the oh whole boy. DeVito family. This is a nice one to have for the Giants, 10 and 7. I know I was talking to Manny a little bit uh, before we got going here. And like Giants social media, New York social media going crazy by saying, I'm done being New York Giants fans because now this this win here against this dog shit New England Patriots team just set us back five more years because now we dropped down to number six in the, in the, in the draft. What? Like why? Why for me? I I like. Let's just be happy. Tommy DeVito just went one back to back games, four touchdowns over four hundred yards, no goddamn turnovers. When was the last That's time we've been seeing that out of a Giants That's quarterback? Insane. No disrespect, Danny Dimes. Like no disrespect there. This is a fun one to have for the Giants. Um, a, a, another shitty like rainy game here at MetLife. But let's highlight a little bit here. Uh, Jalen Hyatt first game over hundred yards in his career. Should Finally, not have we're taken starting this to see long. that. I should not have taken this long. That's for damn sure. And the other thing too is. Like we've been seeing how fast his speed is, his route running. They all complained about him in, in in like before the draft. I don't understand why he's not a deep threat every single game. We we saw you know two or three times they target him down the field. That should be happening two to three times in a half every single week. We have our number one guy. No, they're not going to get Maserati Mar. But Giants fans, like, calm down. What do you got, Kenny? 
I so we, we were talking before the show of like, hey, what games do we want to cover? And I, you were probably surprised when I said I, when yeah, I, said, I really was <laughs> when I said this game. But it, I mean, this is a like a a a caricature of an NFL football game. I mean, this was the one of the funniest NFL games I've I've ever had the pleasure of of, of watching a good amount of. Um, I think you got to just you got to just start with you got to start with Mac Jones. Um, this is a broken man. This man is broken his his brain is his brain is broken his confidence is gone and it's just it, it really is it's almost it's almost humbling to to just see like how far somebody could fall off in such a short period amount of time and like honestly the only the only thing i can compare it to and it's like my golf game has fallen off a cliff i'm not a i'm not a professional golfer but like i got i got half decent and then you go from oh i'm i'm uh, i'm hitting i'm hitting a few too many slices to I don't have the cognitive skills to even hold golf clubs anymore. Like my game, my game is gone. Like it, it, it's, it's that fleeting. And now I have no confidence when I step, when I step up onto a tee box, I just don't know where the ball's going and I know it's not going to happen. And it's so clearly that's what's happening with Mac, with Mac Jones in the pocket, his rookie year. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty. He didn't, he didn't break records, but his rookie year with a pretty bad roster behind him, the Patriots went 10 and seven and made the playoffs. Now they got steamrolled by the bills in the wild card, but like rookie Mac Jones was looking like the future of the Patriots came in last year. Wasn't as good. He got hurt. It was yet a bit, yet a bit of a uh, bit of the ba- Bailey Zappi show last season. But like, I think coming into this year, there was still, I would say not oozing confidence, but like some level of comfort in, in, in the Mac Jones era of the Patriots. And what he has regressed to is, is just not to be believed. And a lot of times the stats don't tell the entire story. Like, all right, he throws a pick, but it goes through the receiver's hands. It was a weird sort of play defense. Got it. And again, maybe the stats don't tell the story. And yet, he went 12 of 21 for 89 yards and two picks and a fumble. And I don't think the stats really dictate how bad it was. <laughs> it I mean, was on terrible. the other side of this, that that was the two interceptions he threw are are two of the single worst interceptions I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, he is just throwing it up to nobody. And if you need any visual like from this game, after his second interception, it got returned to like the 50 yard line. He got, I think he was, he was chasing the guy down. He gets, he gets hit on a block. And then he literally just laid face down with his face in the dirt for like a good 15 20 seconds you could see him like screaming like he like he's broken he's done can you feel bad for him i don't know he was a first round pick from alabama i'm sure his life is still gonna be fine but like this is a man who i think is like is is just watching his 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 overall confidence and everything he's ever been as an athlete just like disintegrate and the only guy I compare it to was like Jordan Spieth when Spieth choked away the 16th yeah. the 2016 Masters and then just disappeared for like four years. Now look, Mac Jones was never uh, a Jordan Spieth level you know level of success in the NFL, but like that's all I could compare it to. Like Spieth was the best golfer on earth, choked away the Masters, and then clearly confidence was gone and his game fell apart. Mac Jones was a serviceable quarterback, first first round pick, had a good rookie year and. All it took was a few bad picks and a, and a little bit of a little bit of boo birds out of Foxborough, and he's broken. The man is broken, and uh, God help you if you're a Patriots fan. No, I 100% agree. I saw a tweet that someone said like Mac Jones was like the most regular person or something to be in the NFL or something like that. I'm like, damn, Mac, feel bad for you because they were dragging him last year when he broke when he uh, sprained his ankle and he was screaming going to the locker room and shit too. I was pretty crazy because I actually wasn't on the Mac Jones side of things when he got drafted, and then you talk about his rookie year, and I was like, damn, I'm wrong. So he seems to be the perfect game manager for Bill Belichick and how they're building things obviously ain't going that way just take a seat for you Mac Jones but one thing I just I, we already talked about a little bit but I just I've talked about the show a lot Jalen Hyatt like why is it taking so long for this to be for this to happen you could literally see from week one I, th- I think it was the week one game where Daniel Jones missed him on a deep ball and he was just like burning people like oh shit like oh god something here and for some reason like I talked about it with other teams with their back and quarterback sometimes the back has to come in and show the starter like hey that guy's down there by the way like, you can just throw it up to him I'm not that good but I know how to throw it up to Jalen Hyde every once in a while bread basket throws from time no, they were good yeah, they were good throws not nah, good touch passes good throws yeah. he actually looks very decent the question I want to ask you I saw a tweet I forget who it was from but it was someone who used to play for the Giants and they were saying look New York we have our new starting quarterback I no, don't know no, if I'm ready to do no, that at all no but yeah. I want to ask a Giants fan because I'm not ready to do that at all but no, I hey, want to ask the Giants fan. Let's not. Let's not do that. Yeah, we don't have to go that far, but it, it is happy to see an undrafted free agent from fucking Syracuse of all places. You know, not definitely not a football school, and and it's coming in here. Hey, Greg. And, pa- hey, Greg Paulus. Greg Paulus played quarterback at Syracuse. People forget <laughs> that. Let's go. <laughs> but it, it is happy to see. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I wanted to talk about here too is is Manny actually sent me a tweet, uh, yesterday morning. 
and it was from like this Marty Bird Twitter account, and it, and it said like, <laughs> if if you're betting on this Patriots Giants game, you gotta call the number. And he's like laughing my ass off, but you call him the number. And I'm like, if y'all thought it was fucking Mac Jones, y'all are crazy. Give me the Giants at plus three and a half. It went up to plus four, and give me the Giants money That's line. Insane, that was bro. simple. And as soon as he got taken out, but I like I knew that. But as soon as Bailey Zappi came in, I was watching the game with my brother, and I said to him. Like, when Bailey Zappi came in, before that touchdown drive that he had, I said, they're, Patriots are going to find a way to win this fucking game with Bailey Zappi, just like they did when they benched Mac nah, Jones the very first time. The very first time. And, like, I'm saying very first time because that man has been benched a lot. And, and they, like, just walked down the field. Walked down the field. It was like an 11-play, 78-yard drive or something crazy, and they scored a touchdown. And you just have to give a lot of credit to this Giants defense. What Wink Martindale, Martindale has done with this defense has, like, kept them – a, a a team that has been in football games and given them chances to win. Turnovers. This team easily could be one in ten like the Panthers <sighs> right now. But they have <sighs> this defense and that, that defensive front was without Dexter Lawrence yep. yesterday. And they were still able to force a good amount of pressure where you're forcing three interceptions from two separate quarterbacks. So you gotta give some credit where credit is due. No, am I am I mad that they're not getting a higher draft pick? I I, I want like I'm not on the on the wavelength of getting a quarterback right now because there's plenty of better guys, and you just signed. You can't. Him I mean, you, you just, you, 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 I think you, you have to. You, you're living and dying by the Danny John, Danny you Dimes experiment for point. at least another year. You just gave him a billion dollars. Yeah, you have to, and and they're not going to get the, the third pick, and that's where I believe Maserati Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go, and that's where the Cardinals are, and that makes that's plausible. If you want, if the Cardinals want to stick with Kyler, then get your guy right there. So they're not going to get Maserati Marvin. There's some. Other plenty of other guys you know they can look at, but I don't even think they're gonna end up drafting a wide receiver at this point. Only if it would be Maserati Marv, but I can't even like I can dream Maserati Marv and as Gus Johnson would say, and Jalen Hyatt. Like I think that's a great one and two to have the rest of the way for Daniel Jones to you know develop in a better a better good quarterback down the stretch. Of I'm his, really his interested contract. to see how this team responds when it's Daniel Jones again because that what I told you last week about how I don't think this team really gets behind Daniel Jones the way they should, and you kind of can see it when Tommy DeVito comes out. But listen. We could be completely wrong. We don't know what goes in that locker room. Daniel Jones just seemed like a quieter guy, but I'm just super interested to see how they get behind him when he comes back because that they look like they are behind Tommy D. Something crazy. Yep, and we're Dude, Don't forget, uh, people forget that Tommy DeVito has more wins than Bryce Young. True. Facts. True. Yeah. Think the Panthers are kicking themselves for not taking Tommy DeVito number one overall? <laughs> <laughs> no, good for you. Good for this kid, though, right? Uh, he's. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. We don't have to pretend. We don't right. have to pretend like like he is. But I do think it's it's kind of like what we saw with with Tyson Bagent in Chicago. You're seeing a guy that has at least expanded his his NFL longevity for a few years. I mean, he will be like if you're a team that's in desperate need of a backup quarterback, I think he's done enough where you can go, okay, I'll stash this kid on my roster, and if I need if I need him for a game or two, like 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 why not? And it's I think if you're him, that's really all you can ask for. But Look, if you're a Giants fan, I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna look back on the Tommy DeVito era fondly because it happened in the midst of like a, an absolute train wreck of a season. It gave you guys a, a bit of a bright spot, a little bit of fun with the kid living with his parents. I have one question here. I don't like to get into the whole like conspiracy of you know tanking and losing games and and doing this or that. Like I I, I do believe in my heart of heart. Like every single week, teams are going out there and they are trying they are going into every game trying to win games. I do wonder, though, if games get to a certain point, like yesterday, it's 10-7. If that game goes to overtime, it, it a 1,000% ends in a tie. Like, there's no way either team is going to put points up in overtime. So this game had tie written all over it. A tie does nothing for the Patriots. I mean, right now, they're, they're, they're sitting with the, 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 third, the third pick in the draft. Carolina lost yesterday. Arizona lost yesterday. If New England wins that game or, you know, even gets a tie, they could go from anywhere from like you know, th second or third pick down to like even six. Like they're they're in this weird spot right now, and part of me just wonders. Like I think they're trying to win the entire game, but then does uh, does does old Bill take a walk over to to Chaz Reinhorn or Chad or whatever their kicker's name is, Chad something, and just go, hey man, uh, just just pull this one. We don't, need, we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't really need this one. Just pull it and we won't cut you. I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sit close to the mic like that. Like still, you know, still get your game. Yeah, you know, it, that's definitely a good question. Uh, if you. If you make this kick, we're cutting you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, we'll, we'll find plenty more in the weeks, like we found the rest. Um, 
Yeah, that's definitely a good question, too. It, it, it reminds me of, like, the hype around the Giants. It kind of, like, with this Tommy DeVito, it kind of gives me a little, like, Lynn Sanity-esque for the Knicks fans where there's, oh, like, the team man. wasn't that good, and you get this, like, you get this guy who nobody thought was going to be good, and he just brings some life and some hope. Now, yes, it's only been two games. Is he performing to the way that Lynn Sanity did with all the doubters? Like, no. But there's, in terms Dude, of the excitement— to- if you're going to compare this to Lin Sanity, the only way that this would this would be Lin Sanity would be if Tommy DeVito if the Giants played the Chiefs and then Tommy DeVito <laughs> dropped 400 yards and beat Patrick Mahomes like in the dude in that Lin Sanity stretch like Jeremy Lin dropped 45 on Kobe on Kobe like, yeah 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 like, I'm talking winner, at like, least game winner but I don't, I'm not I don't, I'm not put, using put that. some respect on Lin Sanity <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not you I'm not taking away from the I'm not comparing the full comparison of player to player it's more of the hype that was around it because you know year after year it's like the knicks lose again lose again year after year with the giants it's lose again lose again and now there's just like even if it's the smallest bit of happiness and hope it's something that these fans can actually ride out the rest of the year without being like let's dump in the towel like go ahead and tank for a pick and like you said i'm not a big factor in that either i don't like to watch my team like just you know tank out you see how demoralized these locker rooms look after each loss. You think they're going in there saying, like, let's be demoralized all day today, even during the game, and then we can come back in this locker room and talk about everything that we did wrong to get another loss. I will say last thing on Tommy DeVito, though, is I think in these two games, again, I know it's only two games, but I think this should solidify a fact that he should be on an NFL roster like yes. just moving forward, just for the fact, the sole fact that paid, he can get his money. Get exactly, paid, an undrafted guy, you're like practice squad guys, not really making all that much money. But I think hopefully that this proved enough where he can get his money for like a long period of time, no matter what go it is. Go Chase Daniel. You, you know, know what I'm go get go get some money and, and sit behind and 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 be a good backup and, and a good leader. Um, okay, dude, look, dude, look, 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 Blue Mountain State taught us anything, man. Backup quarterback is the single best position in the NFL. Are, go be Alex, right. go be Alex Moran. Go, go, go. Put the headphone in, hold the clipboard, collect the bag, and not have to really do anything. It's, and, it's and, a great, it's a great hurt. spot to be. 100%. It's a great spot to be. Hundred percent. All right, let's move over to this um, kind of wild game that I had completely wrong here in this Broncos game uh, in Denver, hosting the Cleveland Browns, twenty-nine to twelve. A big win here for the Broncos. Another. Win for Sean Payton's Broncos. Another win. The thing that surprised me the most is we've been talking about this Browns defense all year. And the fact that they let up 29 is very concerning for me. I had the under in this game at 36 and a half. If that under was going to cash, my parlay would have cashed for $2,000. That's the last leg I needed. So I was sweating this game. Uh, I was very upset when Broncos first drive walked down the field and scored. And again, we talk about this defense I know you were on DTR with touchdowns, and that, that obviously didn't happen. But w- what did you kind of see from this game? Very disappointing showing from the Browns. I think the Browns are the first first team that that they're that are seven and four going into December that are dead. The Browns are dead. I think the Browns are as dead as can be. Even at seven and four, even with this defense, uh, I think it's over. I think it. I think it might be over for the Cleveland Browns, and it's 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 hard to believe him saying that with how without stacked this defense is. I know that they've had, you know, plenty of issues uh, on the offensive front. Um, first, first and foremost, I hope DTR is okay. I think he's in concussion protocol. It doesn't seem like he's going to be too badly injured. So I don't really feel, I don't, with that said, I don't feel bad going down this track here. I legitimately thought he died when he got hit. I don't know. I was, so I was watching the, I was watching this game. I had, I had red zone on and they were, they were covering this game for a while. It was one of the first ones to come out of halftime. I think the hit that he took, that was the first, hit in in the nfl i think in recent years where i remember seeing and i i i jumped out of my seat and like audibly gasped like my sit my my uh, my my wife was in the other room and like thought something happened that she asked if i was okay i thought this dude died on the field he got absolutely dump trucked and i haven't seen a hit like that in the nfl in some time um i thought there and i'll say this it looked pretty damn clean it was a shoulder to like the upper chest (laughs) they caught the bottom very bottom i think of the bottom of his chin strap and with how bad it looked, I just I think you have to throw a flag there, and they ended up doing it. But I think he's going to be okay. But man, uh, if they, I think because of uh, you know all the problems the NFL has had with concussions and lawsuits and whatnot, they had to very quietly retire the segment previously known as Jacked Up. Yeah. That would have been number one on Jacked Up eight <laughs> yeah. weeks running. He got he got rocked. So hitting is still alive and well in the NFL. The Denver Broncos. I think, dude, right now, I just I just checked. I, I was curious what it was going to be. 
The Broncos right now are plus 150 to make the playoffs. Plus 150 to make the playoffs. They are alive and well. And Buffalo, Buffalo losing to us yesterday just opened the door for them even more. I think they play their cards right, man. They are going to squeak in as the last team to make it in the AFC. And again, it's not that I would be I'm, – I'm worried about facing – I'd be worried about this Broncos team. It's just I don't know if this is a team that you really feel like playing right yeah, now in, a, in, in, in one game. You play them five times, you, you probably feel good about beating them, beating them four out of five. But this is a team that is just – finding ways to, to hang around in these games. Their defense is getting more and more electric each week. They're getting more control of their run game. Javante Williams is, is doing some good work back there. I think they're going to continue to feature McLaughlin more and more as the year goes on. And they're a team that when they get the lead, they're very good at just grinding the clock down. The Russell Wilson game management is alive and well. He looks faster than he's looked in recent years. You're kind of seeing vintage Russ on that opening drive. Broncos country, you might be riding right into the playoffs, my friends. <laughs> Uh, Broncos country is riding. And like I said last week, did Sean Payton had to break these boys down to build them up? We can talk about the schedule down the stretch, but it's very plausible that they can maybe lose once, maybe twice down the stretch. If they keep playing this brand of football, it gets tougher. What is that? Texans, Vikings, Browns, Tigers, Texans, Chargers. Chargers, Lions, Patriots, Chargers, and you finish with in Vegas against the Raiders. We can I mean, realistically rattle some there. Yeah, I mean, realistically, going to be a big test next Hell week yeah. against CJ Stroud and the boys. Yeah. Um, you know, field up that, after a loss. Like, like circle that one now. I mean, that that's a that's a board that's a playoff oh, game right Hell now. Yeah. That's a that's a playoff game right now. They're they're the first two teams on the bubble. Texans are sitting at six and five. Broncos are six and five. If the season ended today, Gardner Minshew and the Colts would be the last team in the AFC to make it into the playoffs. <laughs> but again, you've got they had they had the seven and four Browns ahead of them. I think they're going to continue to fall off. Like there's. There's blood on the water here. There is room for at least one more team to hop in here. Uh, hard not to feel good about the Texans, but uh, again, Broncos-Texans next next week is maybe going to determine who gets this last playoff seed. It's just kind of funny to think about the Broncos. Like like you said, I, I, I would not want to want to face them now. It's like just a, a gritty team that, like you said, just doesn't go away. And you think about playoff teams that have been put in positions like that being the last spot to get in with that motivation and that mentality of what they have to prove, let's not, let's not forget two postseason, MLB postseasons ago, who did we see as the last team? The Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies with that mentality. No and now you have a team that's now won five straight to go six and five. I, I mean, there's some, like you said, there's something brewing there. I want to give you some credit too because you were talking in a fantasy lens, but when you highlighted Javante Williams for me, I think it, it might have been six weeks ago. You were like, yo, should I grab Javante Williams? Like, they started using them more, and it's like, it's looking up. And as soon as that happened, like, they started winning games, finding their identity. I think a lot of things started from that Javante Williams running game, leaning on that, and how I like to talk about my Bears offense. It looks like they found their identity, and if they, they keep rolling like this, man, anything can happen out that AFC, especially with the guys experienced as Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, who's seen all these teams plenty of times. Oh, I, Broncos country, like, we are with y'all right now. I don't know. I would not lose hope at all. Yeah, this team looks uh fantastic right now, and you know with the a fa I would say favorable. I really would say favorable. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, realistic. They just look. They they have to. They, they, I like them in games where they they can they can play with a lead. I don't trust I don't trust this team or this offense to be able to overcome deficits. If they're they're down fourteen at half, I'm not sure if I. Yeah, it's tough. Again, don't want to put too much doubt in Russell Wilson because again I got to give the credit where it's due. He's been balling this year, but like old Russell Wilson, I mean, was you know fourth quarter the the guy with the guy was a, a savant. I don't know if this team right now is built to be able to to come back, but if they get again if they if they continue to win the turnover margin and their defense has really made sure that that's happened, I think in five straight games, if they can control the game, they ran the ball thirty nine times yesterday. They will just grind games out in really gross fashion, and they're getting it done. So. Uh, again, it, I would love to know what their odds were because, again, I told you, they're 140, plus 145 to make the playoffs right now. I can't imagine what that number would have been like 10 minutes after the Dolphins loss. Oh, my God, <laughs> like, I know. After, the, after, after that 70-point ass-whooping from, from the Dolphins, they probably were like plus 10,000 to make the playoffs. So, hey, I, I wish I had the foresight to go back and, and, and click it then, but it's it's they got something brewing up in the mountains, brother. Also, give them some credit. How do you even, like, as a unit – as a locker room, as a front office, how the hell do you turn a season around after an embarrassment like that, that early on in the, on the season? And where we're talking about Sean Payton might be getting out of here, Russell Wilson, do you still have it in you? Like, good on them. 
But real quick, before we let you go here, I want to just touch on a couple things here uh, regarding the moonshot. Huge day for BD again on Friday. And I want to touch on this. We tweeted that clip at 3.13 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Literally an hour later, <laughs> one hour, 60 minutes later, he cashes for over 20000 I mean, it's almost like fitting at how was this the, all works out. Was that the MoCash? That was the MoCash. And, <laughs> yeah. and, like, dude is just unreal. Um, and we saw some, we saw again some more tight end caches. We saw the mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey one. I know the, the odds weren't as favorable just because it's Travis Kelsey, but still, that market is alive and well. We've been talking about alive and well a lot today. That market is still alive and well. Uh, what what kind of were some things that that did work in your reads, and what what kind of things were were not as 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 clear as you usually are with these touchdown scores? Uh, so DTR getting decapitated probably yeah. killed his, his his touchdown upside. So that that one certainly hurt. Jawan Johnson got hurt. I mean, he was balling yesterday too. They got they got into the red zone. I think he I think he also left with the concussion too. He, it was one of the plays where he got hit. He was down for a second, and then he 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 got up. He didn't he didn't look wobbly or anything like that. And they were about to snap the ball, and then like I guess the independent the independent consultant came in and they they stopped play, took him off. He never came back. Uh, my worst read was, I guess, just betting on anybody in the Patriots-Giants. I took a shot on my goat, Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Uh, there was two touchdowns scored in the entire game, so that really didn't go in my favor. But um, made enough of it back with the, the Kelsey play. I mean, I just I, – I emptied the clip on that. That was that was my <laughs> sort of irresponsible, let me just – let's get it back because this is 100% going to hit. I got to give I got to give credit to BMAT, man. BMAT has been legit cursed for, like, the last two weeks. I mean, he the first six weeks of the year – he hit a minimum of two plus 1,000 parlays every single week. And he's only putting out like, you know, three or four, right? So his hit rate was insane. And then he has just been snake bitten in the last couple of weeks, like losing by one leg by half a yard. He got hooked on a couple of these. So it was just like the dam was getting backed up. He was due for a just let's see the ball go through the hole. And he had two awesome plus plus 1,000 bangers yesterday. And we needed Lamar Jackson touchdown for another 25 to one to bring it home. That would have been pretty cool, but I was just happy to see BMAT, uh, you know, get back where where I know that he wants to be. It just you could tell he was like it just it's so frustrating in this game when you feel like you're you feel like you you're doing the right things, the reads are there, and you just look like there there is a luck factor to, to this, right? Like you have to put yourself you got to put yourself in the in the best position to make money, and almost again you have to rely on a little bit of luck going in your favor or just not getting unlucky. He'd been getting unlucky pretty egregiously the last couple of weeks so to, to see him turn that around this week the gang needed it because i i certainly didn't have didn't have my best stuff so shout out to bmat and bd has just been a, a money machine now for for three weeks and counting and man I, I hope he keeps this going dude and the big thing too is uh i loved the you know you're at your real goat the realest goat uh of braxton barrios i i had that you know i tell that in a in a parlay I had, it was during the it was black friday game when the rangers were playing the flyers I had Mika's advantage had to score Rangers money line, and then I parlayed that with Braxton just to score one time. It was like a fifteen dollar bonus bet for like a thousand, um, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, please one time!" Like dude, I get the goal I thought, score. My, my, like, <laughs> my thought there was, look, I thought they were gonna throttle the Jets, and they did. I'm like, and if they if they're throttling the Jets, and you know they're still again like. This is a team that hasn't really taken their foot off the gas. Again, we just talked about it. they hung seventy on Denver earlier in the year, right? So this team will continue to score even if they're up by a lot. I thought, hey man, if they get they get down there, if he doesn't house a punt or anything crazy like that, if they're in the red zone late and they're up a bunch, maybe they get the guy another TD back in MetLife, little little Braxton revenge game, you know. So his uh, his his hottie Alex Earl could put something on her TikTok and say, <laughs> yeah, my 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 NFL man scored. It wasn't meant to be. Um, and maybe maybe the moral of the story here is just uh, yeah, stop going back to your old guys because Braxton, Juwan, and Gasicki all sold me in the span of like four days. So oh, maybe maybe it's just you know what, man, what's working? Jalen Hurts, just bet Jalen Hurts every week, even yeah, if he's minus one sixty five, the score just do it. And and like the, the with the two touchdowns again, but I think the biggest thing, the biggest read that I liked in that in that Braxton play too is you had him as last touchdown scorer as well. That was like thirty three hundred or thirty five hundred, and like sharp. that's just something that like as like that like you're saying sharp like just as a like a casual better just a fan of, of football like that's something i never would have looked at but when it's broken down like that like you just said games that are high scoring in points they'll just bring him in to get a revenge touchdown like that's just a sharp read sharp. um and like that's what oh, he's got would have been sharper if it actually happened hey, but, but yeah, no, yeah. i do think i think that the takeaway the there man, like last last touchdown i think is a fun one that i think people could 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 put a little more thought into it just if you think a game is going to be a total blowout we saw it last year with a few like 
you know, if they have, if, if they have a, if the third string running back is a rookie, maybe he hasn't gotten a lot of touches yet this year. And it's, it's time for them. Like I, I I'm usually looking at Sunday morning, like a- actives and inactives, like which rookie third stringer is on the active roster today that could potentially get some touches if the game gets out of hand in either direction. And I, I just, I don't really bet first touchdowns. I think first touchdowns are like, there's not, there's not a narrative or a game script that leads to a first touchdown. It's just, Hey, they're going to, it's this guy might get it. This guy might not, at least with last touchdown, there is some kind of a, 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 some kind of a game game script that you can, you can work into it. Now, again, it's, it's nothing but dumb words. If, uh, if you don't make any money off of it, but it is, it's, it's a fun market that I think people should put a little more thought into because the last touchdown odds are way more juicy than first touchdown odds. And I just think like they're both relatively unpredictable. I think last touchdown is at times, slightly more predictable and it's usually like three or four times more valuable so if you like hunting these markets and you're looking for bombs mess around with last touchdowns man it's they're they're pretty fun yeah that sounds like it's another sharp read from kill kenny well kenny that's all we got for you today thank you for week 12 um the kill kenny was fantastic by the way just had to mention that at the guinness uh factory there oh yeah what did you what what did you think man i i I, give me give me your honest read it's my it's it's, it, it could it could literally it could be called like goat piss and it would be my favorite beer in the world. It has nothing to do with the name value or name the uh, the name at all, but it's it is a absolute delicious delicious pint of brew. It really is. Yeah, it was fantastic, and it was just funny seeing it. And I was just looking at the board, and I'm like, "There's just no way. Like, there's no way." And then uh, we did the whole tour and everything, and it came back, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll just have a million of these, please. Thank you." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, appreciate the shout on that. Thank you for week twelve. Yes, we sir. will see you in week thirteen, as always. For you, I'm not gonna say the uh, G O B I R D S because I am a Giants fan, <laughs> but y'all can say that yourselves. Thanks again, Kill Kenny. Week twelve in the books, ladies and gentlemen. CEO and founder of the Moonshots, Kenny McAndrews. Alex, Manny, always a pleasure, boys. Go Take birds. Care, baby. Go fucking birds, baby. <laughs> Harry knows crap. Um, I take my piss break. Yeah, all right. Uh, real quick, right here. We are at forty six. Like, what do you want to do? I was gonna say, um, I believe if you want to talk about any game, I want to talk about the Carolina Texans, and then we can end. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I was seeing when we were at like thirty three, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Record. Alright, we'll keep it rolling here. We are not going to be touching on a lot of these games. Again, you got to figure, like, for Thanksgiving Day games, we're just going to do some closing thoughts here. Plenty happened in Week 12 um, for us to, to take note of here. Um, but, uh, wait, am I talking Week 12? Like, this is Week 11? Week 12. This is Week 12. I think this was Week 12. Last week was Week 11, right? Like, am I being dumb? No, nah, bro, the week spun together. And it's week 12. Yeah, I'm right. I don't know what the hell's going on. The week spun together. Every, this bro. happens all the time. Once you told me, was, is it not week 12? I thought I was tweaking. Yeah, bro. like, so. Because I've done that a couple of times too, by the way. Right. On this, on this show. Um, but yeah, so we had some fun with the three games that we really wanted to dive into. We're just going to give some closing thoughts, closing thoughts here. Um, like, we'll start with Thanksgiving games. We saw the three games. It was a, a relatively fun slate. Obviously, the Lions always play first. Packers, Lions, and then the Commanders uh, getting blown out by the Cowboys. And then that CMC masterclass, as usual, in the big win over the Seahawks. What, what are the thoughts here? We have to reconsider the Thanksgiving Day schedule. You know what I'm saying? I understand the featured teams I'm cool with. Lions, Cowboys, stable Thanksgiving. Cool with that. No problem. No problem. But I feel like forcing these divisional matchups i don't know like the packers lions game was good get the cowboys commanders horrible we all knew it was gonna be horrible the cowboys love being up on good te- on bad teams and then 49ers seahawks i mean come on let's be real like that i did have some hope for that game but once you see it get going and cmt getting that inside the time it's like it's over we gotta schedule these thanksgiving games a little bit better because i'm pretty sure the the cowboys game was the most watched game of I like all that. time or some shit that. we gotta have a better game right there man like do we can like the eagles and cowboys played a couple weeks ago do we consider making that a Thanksgiving game? Do we? I mean, last time we were on Thanksgiving, we got destroyed by Megatron, so I'm cool when I go on Thanksgiving again. But we got to make the schedule a little better. That's all I'm gonna say about Thanksgiving games. The the 12:30 game cannot be the best game where the underdog wins. I, I mean, agree. come on, man. 
I mean, a lot of people are still cooking. Yeah, come on. Guys. Like clean the crib. If you're like that locked in, it's the four thirty and the seven eight o'clock game that you lock that in. That you really too. lock in. And and for example, like just going back to the Cowboys point, there's a lot of people that are betting on Thanksgiving games. <laughs> and when this is a blowout, like not a lot of people can really do some cash in here unless you're taking a big spread. Or I mean, in this case, forty five ten. Everybody under the sun scored in that game. So except for Jake on Ferguson, the Cowboys, who I needed. So Jesus like fucking crazy. And then for the 49ers game like uh, I saw uh, I saw a bet that that somebody had um where they took Gino under passing touchdowns cuz he was like not feeling yeah, great. Yeah, about, yep. mm-hmm. And and so like that was a good catch and they took that late. Um I think it was like it was still minus money but like yeah. just Start a good read there. Um something to get a cash. And then again we touched on the Dolphins game but just a a, a blowout there. Of course in divisional matchups that aren't good divisional matchups. I'm also just not a fan of, you know, you you, you touched on before like scheduling here. I I don't I know it's the Jets and this was probably Aaron Rodgers. But after Oh yeah, my fault. Time, good point. No, good point. Really good point. Like, my fault. It, with really the only game on the slate on Friday, we were potentially going to see Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Jets versus Tua. That would have been a banger. Mikey and, banger. And, and the boys in Miami. And that definitely would have. But, like, at some point, don't we start thinking, flex? like, do we do we do some flexing? Um, because there's just – there's no way that we should be putting, uh, you know – a Zach Wilson like I feel bench. Like, I feel like they on. should they should treat Thanksgiving the way the NBA treats Christmas. Like when it was Warriors Cavs going back and forth, Warriors Cavs going to play on Thanksgiving. Every, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like maybe the Chiefs and the Eagles should play on Thanksgiving. Maybe the 49ers and the Eagles should play on Thanksgiving. Maybe you know what I'm saying? These AFC rivalries. Maybe I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. You know what I mean, just a thought. NFL. I sit on the couch. You feel me? I don't make that big decision. Fair. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do some little closing thoughts here on the Steelers. We see the Matt Canada. Four hundred yards of offense. And that's just incredible. Um, Steelers offense from ESPN here. Steelers offense gains 400 or more yards Holy for fuck. the first time in 58 games. Holy fuck. So we're 7-4. and four. We don't. We got rid of our OC that sucks. We put up 400 yards. Deontay Johnson looked good. Najee looked good. Pat Fryer moved. Got the ball finally. Listen. We were talking really bad about this bad Steelers team now. Were they an OC change away from activating it? I know we beat Jake Browning in them. We only put yes. up 16 points. But 400 yards. Listen, we took like a half a step in the right direction. Uh, I'm, I I'm Kenny Pickett look good too. Very happy. But we got to score more than 16 points. Very happy to see uh, what this team can do down the stretch. Still in that probably going to be second place they in that might division. They win it. Like they could win it. it sounds crazy, but they could win the they, division. They could. Um, you just touched briefly on the schedule down the stretch for the Pittsburgh Steelers, bruh, Cardinals, bruh, Patriots, bruh, Colts, Bengals, bruh. Seahawks, Is and it, Ravens. They, bruh. That's like doable. I don't see how we're not. Doable? I don't see how we're That's not going. Bettable. Three straight wins, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. You get the Bengals at home. That's four straight wins because it's still going to be Jake. And then you're in Seattle and in Baltimore. Even if you give him those two losses there, you move to what? You're seven and four now. That would be one, two, three, four more. You'd be 11 and six on the year. It, it's actually shocking that there's a chance that, that Raven-Steelers game at the end of the season could be for the division. Could be for the actually division. Actually shocking. January 7th, circle your calendar, <laughs> folks, because Steelers-Ravens could be for the division January 7th. Let's keep that on the radar there. Okay, some more clothing, closing thoughts here. I keep fucking up that phrase there today. Uh, let's touch briefly on the Ravens and the Chargers. This was wild in the first quarter. We saw that controversial note call on the late hit out of bounds where Justin Herbert got cracked. I do think that should have been called, but as a Ravens money line holder for a big parlay, I was happy that it was a note call. Ravens, like... I, I understand your defense held the Chargers to 10 points and their only touchdown came in the fourth quarter. But that touchdown, like, that made it a game. It was now 13-10. That was a game where, like, Ravens should not have let it get to this point. Um, like, Zay Flowers, like, that's a dynasty close. guy for me. Very happy to see that. But, you know, you got to give some give some tips to the Caps to the Ravens there, 9-3. and three. I mean, the Ravens defense looks special. Uh, Jadavion Crowney looks like he's a fucking, like, He's like he's a late bloomer. Like, I mean, this is the best we've seen your Davion Crowney since South Carolina. Chargers, I mean, the Chargers, the Ravens got some, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about the Steelers going that division, but they've shown just as much as the Eagles that they can win games in multiple ways, and this is a different game for them to win. We got 
to improve our primetime product, guys. Yep. This is getting old. It's getting really old. So, like, let me touch on that then. So, like, that game gets 30 points. Are you kidding me? Browns can't cover an under at 36 and a half. Are you kidding like, me? Like, bro, I understand, like, we can blame the primetime shit, but, like, Ravens should be getting should be scoring another that should be 27 10 we hit the over on that now the the, the rigged alley the rigged allegations that have been coming heavy recently um i'm not with it like i do i'm, I'm down to joke about it obviously we joke about it a lot on the show i don't think it's rigged but i mean god damn how is the only like good primetime game the one where it was goddamn super bowl rematch like we gotta be able to do better than that guys yeah we gotta do better um we'll do like i want to do kind of we we see just real quick here. Panthers go to one and ten. We saw today. Frank Reich, Frank Reich is now gone. My fault, gang. You're welcome back. I mean, ROC fuck sucks, Frank. So if you want to come back, <laughs> you're more than welcome, my Just G. don't bring that caliber of football to Philadelphia. Just don't bring Bryce Young. Not, not your fault, Bryce. I mean, you're just a rookie. Yeah, five eight. Like, five eight. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, we already touched briefly on this. The Chiefs ended up moving to. Uh, eight and three after the loss last week, they went down fourteen nothing early against this Raiders team in Vegas. That was a huge start for uh, Antonio Pierce's ra- uh, Raiders there, and the rest of the game went thirty-one to three Chiefs. That's a good one there for the Chiefs to have Josh Jacobs with a big long touchdown run. That's the majority of his yards he had in that game. Solid performance early for the Raiders. Knew we all knew they weren't winning this game. Would have been a fantastic live bet. I wonder what the line was when they were down fourteen nothing though. Facts should have ripped that. Aiden O'Connell continues to look good as well. And the Chiefs defense. I mean, fucking hey. Yeah. I mean, we were we declared this team dead on the podcast last year. It was the defense that turned the season around, and now it's the defense again that could possibly take them back to another Lombardi. Like I, I actually enjoy because. There was so much attention from my standpoint on Pat Mahomes throughout the season, which was like, I mean, you got to get over it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little pissed off in February. You got to get over it. And You know what I'm saying? I got to get over it. I got to get over it. Andy Reid turning this team from an offensive juggernaut to a defensive juggernaut has been really cool to see. Shout out Big Red. I love you, baby. Thank you for getting us a W, too. But keep doing your thing down there. I see you. I see you. And the last game that we will give some closing thoughts on here in Week 12 is the Jaguars and Texans. In two separate parlays, I did have the Jaguars money line. I didn't think the Texans Good were going to get this done. Um, I have Jaguars in a bunch of futures too, so I'm a little bit of a home backer wow. with that. Um, but hey, listen, like they they had this game. They had this game. There was no reason that this needed to come down to a long field goal, like doinking off the crossbar. You got to give some credit to the Texans defense, forcing some turnovers. Uh, they 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 put Trevor Lawrence in some awkward positions all day long, and they were able to stop the run. And they made some that that play at halftime had the ball on the three yard line. You do a little handoff to ETN, and that does not go in. That was a huge stop there. This was a game that the Texans really had, and you just got to give some credit to Dougie P. A couple fourth down calls. Uh, good coaching there. Calvin Ridley coming back out of his shell again. We keep saying it every week. But the connection it has still been there. It's continuing to grow with Trevor Lawrence and Ridley. And this is a, a fun, uh, sweaty win in Houston on the road for the Jaguars. And, and man, just feels bad. We saw a lot of a lot of good field goal kicking this week out of Jake Elliott. We saw the miss from Justin Tucker that Kenny touched on. And then we see this, this long miss here, doinking off the crossbar. And the Texans lose this one. It's a tough one. I like the jerseys, though. I was insinuating the rig talk because there was a lot of talk about this game with the whole rig shit. Texans had the most tickets on them going into Sunday. Damn, now, I didn't know that. I don't know if you recall some of these penalties in this game. Both sides. Both sides. Like, horrendous penalties. Like, just absolutely disgusting. Disgusting penalties. I think CJ uh, tried a chance to break the record for longest completion through air to Tank Dell. We don't even. We still don't even know what the penalty on that play really was. Um, in the red zone, Trevor Lawrence trying to Chris Kirk in the side and in the, in the corner of the end zone. They called defensive holding. Yeah, I saw that. I, I mean, there that. was. I mean, I could keep going, but the rest were disgusting. But it's always good to see, because especially for the Jaguars. Whether they're going to get this done in the AFC playoffs, winning games like this versus a hype-ass Texan team at their crib. I mean, this was a game kind of set up for them to lose in a way. One thing that's a concern for me with Trevor Lawrence, because I'm with the people that are saying Trevor Lawrence is special. I've been on that. 20-20, to 20, he looks incredible. In the red zone, he 
he makes me want to pull my hair out. Like, I don't know what changes. Maybe the field gets shrinking. Maybe the playbook's a little different. But I just been, I, it started off with the Chiefs game when they lost 17-9. I had the Jaguars. Got to the Red Zone a couple times that game and just looked bad in the Red Zone. And that's just a continual theme with Trevor Lawrence. It happened last year in the playoff game. Like, 20-20, to 20, he looks amazing. But in that Red Zone, Trevor, I'm going to have to see something, Trev. Besides that, Duval. Hey, we keep doing our thing, they, baby. We they keep they doing do our thing. Again, and they yell at this man for the way that he says it. I still don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced, but we're having a lot of fun du- talking about Duval. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being along for this front ride of Week Twelve. A little bit different for us as well, so we nah, appreciate that was, that you was being fire here. improv at the end for us. Yeah, that, that was that was good on the boys uh, in front of the in front of the cameras and the mic. So let's uh, let's talk about the production crew on that. Out of the two of us here, <laughs> LOL. If you watch this Week Twelve. On YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button so you're not missing out on any new no reaction bullshit, shows. Y'all got a treat. Oh, Forty-six we... minute segment with Kenny. Yeah, y'all better like that shit. That's a treat. Yeah, like that damn video. That is like a that treat. Shit. We kept in here for a while, so we do appreciate the hell out of you, Kenny. And we will see you in week thirteen. Our Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, we damn well know who the hell you real Fact. ones are. So give Love us those y'all. ratings. They mean a lot to us. And uh, if you want to follow us and connect with us on our social media platforms, our Twitter is at ADED Podcast. Our Instagram is at ADED Pod. And our TikTok is simply the name of the show. Another fun ride in week 12. A lot of field goal kicking, a lot of missing, but two victory Mondays for the boys sitting on the couch here. You've been listening to Austin's in the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. We will see you week 13 with Kenny McAndrews, as usual, the rest of this NFL season. See you guys soon.